For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 414 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Ooh, buddy. Episode of Ahsoka to talk about. Man, such a good one. Yeah, it was a pretty good such episode. Filled with all the right stuff. Filled with a lot of shit I, I really like. And one moment that I am still currently struggling with. But we'll get to all that. Oh, um, uh, Okay. But some of my favorite kinds of Star Wars stuff were in this episode, right? So that was cool. Um, anyways, uh, what you guys should do is go to blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com for all your Blue Harvest needs. Find links to all their social media accounts, including the Twitch channel, which, by the way, I know this doesn't, you know, really uh because this is gonna come out afterward i've been streaming a lot on twitch i'm gonna be streaming starfield this weekend the will and i are recording oh, awesome will and i are recording a day early because starfield goes live at 7 p.m tomorrow and i want to play it and stream it um and i bet will will come hang out in the discord with me so you guys can hang out and ask believe. will cooking questions everybody likes that uh, you'll also find a link to our Patreon page where, you know, if you enjoy the show, for a couple of bucks, you can support us. You get access to the exclusive Patreon-only podcasts. Currently, you know, immediate reactions to Ahsoka. I just wrapped up a full rewatch of Rebels and episodes discussing those. So you can check that all out at patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. And uh, a big old we don't build to the patrons out there. You guys are the best. Mm -hmm. We do, you know who don't dig in their duke, Will? The patrons. We don't dig in our duke. Mm. And neither do our patrons. That's right. That's right. You know who we do need like that around here are patrons. Maybe not the bad motivators. And only because those dudes fucking hated each other. That podcast went down in 
flames of hatred and infighting <laughs> between the motivators, Will. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought those dudes love one another. Well, you were wrong. So, <laughs> how's your week been, buddy? It's been good. Um, you know, it's half over. So, yeah, there's that. There's that. Yeah, man. Today's my first day of my weekend. So, today's been pretty chill. I worked on a. I have a, a resin statue of Cammy from Street Fighter that I ordered off of Etsy. It's like a model kit. That's cool. And I got it all put together, and I filled the gaps with putty, and then I sanded it today. I got like a neat little model uh, Dremel sander device that you use to sand it. Oh, it's it was satisfying. Wore my little facial protection so I didn't breathe in any harmful dust. My buddy Dude, Sean. Smart. My buddy Sean, you know what he told me? Sean Hoffman, you know, the the genius behind my uh, Blue Harvest Out Rocks and MyWeirdFoot.com. Best mod in the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he does a lot of modeling stuff, right? Um, and he right. told me, like, hey, man, if you're going to be sanding resin models, be really careful about it and wear, like, breathing protection. Wear a mask because if you breathe in that resin dust, it could cause cancer. And I said, well, that's good to know nobody because... Fool me once, shame on me, right? Fool me twice, <laughs> right? shame on you, cancer. So, yeah, I had my little mask on. It was a good time. Just doing anything to keep myself preoccupied, buddy. <laughs> Dude, that sounds cool. I know you're like, oh, I'm sitting here doing dorky shit. It makes you the coolest guy, I know. Uh, Do you know how bad I would put, you know, love to get put together a model and sand it and, do you know, you know, like paint it, sit there at my little table with my headphones on. You already know what I'm listening to the same shit all the time. Um, with my eye protection and my mask on sanding that model, getting like a real smooth finish. And nah, I'm, I feel pretty good in that moment. God ain't gonna lie. I'll be painting that model on uh, on the stream if anybody's interested. I also have a couple others I'm going to be working on. Um, Even if you've never watched somebody paint uh, on stream, you guys should. It's pretty zen. It's pretty calming watching somebody paint and talk while they paint. Man, I uh, I am rusty. My painting skills are rusty. Well, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've done miniature painting and stuff. and So we'll see. This is... This is why we practice. This is why we practice. That's right, buddy. Um, so, yeah, otherwise, my, my week has been another week. Work, Star Wars, video games, hanging out with the animals. You know, I still think they're fucking with me. I think that I think you do. Yeah, I, st- I think they just like fucking with me. Did I tell you, William, about the two encounters the two near-death experiences I had a couple Sundays ago? No. Okay. So, usually on my, my lunch break at work, I put something in the oven real quick to eat, whatever, or, you know, make a quick something to eat, and then I take a shower. I sleep in yeah. a little later, and that way, you know, I can get up and just sort of, you know, take Luna out grab something to eat, grab a bottle of water, and get to work. And I take my Mm -hmm. shower on my lunch break. So I throw a frozen pizza in the oven, set the timer. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get a shower. 
And I go into the bathroom and I fucking hike the weird foot over the edge of the bathtub, right? Plop it down in the bottom right. of the bath. I'm in the process of transitioning into the bathtub to take said shower. And I look down and there is a giant brown spider inches away from that oh. weird foot. Bro, and you know like how of, big, like quarter big, no, half bigger dollar than, big, bigger. It was a big, nasty brown, bigger spider. than a half dollar, a coaster. Oh my goodness! Uh, bigger than the end of a, a can. Uh, I'm trying to think of an. Uh, That's a big ass spider. It was big, and you know me. I'm bigger than the end of a soda can. I'm. Um, well, it didn't totally fill a tall boy. Um, I see. Uh, I am very calm in these circumstances, especially involving spiders. So what I did was, you know, I got like a plate and a cup and I trapped him in the cup under the plate and let him back outside. Right. No, no, that's not oh, what that's happened. That's very cool. What happened is oh. I immediately went into range combat mode and just started throwing anything I could get my hands on into oh, the tub goodness. to try and vanquish this weapon roll. Yeah. Yeah. And I got him and I was screaming. And then I took my shower what'd and i What'd you end up nailing him with? Shampoo bottle. That's nice. Yeah. I would have used the shampoo bottle and just like squished him. No, uh, I didn't want to get that close. With the shampoo like I just bottle. got the goosebumps you mentioned. And like my hand, like what if he jumps on my hand when I, you see what I'm would, Could you, if you literally had nothing, could you smash him with your bare hand? No, no. Even if it was no, a quick strike. No, just no, 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 no. The little was, tiny no, squish no, under no, your hand. Nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope. That is not an option, Will Witten. I would have burned the house down before I did that. Uh-uh, nope. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> so that happens. I'm like, fuck me. I'm super paranoid when I'm getting my shower. And now every time I go into my bathroom, I'm looking around to see if maybe, you know, like he, he snuck a buddy into the club too, you know? And what yeah, if his buddy yeah. saw me murk his friend and he's just waiting for the moment? <laughs> Bite yeah, what if it was a mama and you just busted the egg sack oh. open and they're just trying to get out of the, you know, and then they spread like wildfire across the bathroom? We wouldn't be, I would not have gotten to see the premiere of Ahsoka as well. He said, cleanse it with fire. Mm -hmm. Cleanse it with fire. You guys, you, you would have been like, oh man, you get a phone call and they're like, hey man, Hall's died. And you're like, shit, cancer, it got him. And, and they're like, no. Heart attack covered in baby spiders when we found <laughs> and you and you just lean back and go, well, it sucks, but didn't we always kind of know that's what was going to happen? Anyway, he so, died doing what he loved. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So I go to work, right? I finish up the second half of my day trying to pull my anxiety out of the nosedive it's in because of this encounter with the spider, right? Right. Get off work. I'm doing the stuff I do when I get off work. I'm, you know, scooping litter boxes, fucking feeding the animals, like cleaning up a little bit, taking trash. This is where the story continues. Second near-death experience. Taking trash out to the road. And it's just past sunset. So it's dark, but not like pitch black, right? Mm -hmm. Dusk. The Dusk. magic hour. Yeah. None, uh, darker than magic hour, I would say. Okay. You know, it's like 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm deposit the trash in the trash can and you know i don't know what is it the gutter or is it the the div you know the divot i'm talking about between your driveway and the road 
the little boom, boom. There's um, a really – your the front of your house is very unique where it doesn't necessarily have a curb. Right. It has a, a, a divot mm-hmm. that is like a small progression to a storm drain. Mm-hmm. It's like a runoff di- – a concrete runoff ditch that dips down instead of going up like a curb. Right. Uh, towards the the storm drain, like right on the corner. So I'm transitioning from driveway to street so I can check my mail. And mm-hmm. as I do that, front wheels of my wheel are on the road, back wheel still on the driveway, right? I hear a sudden surge of movement that sounds like something shooting through dead leaves directly below me. Okay. Oh, my goodness. And I grab my phone and turn the light on. And what do I get a glimpse of? A giant it? snake hauling ass away from me. Oh, Lord have mercy. Just how long I'm, do you think it was? I don't know how long it was, but it was like. Uh, Estimation in diameter. Is a soda can around? No. If it, once again, if I saw a snake that was as big around as a soda can, we would not be recording this episode. You get a phone call and they'd be like, hey man, Hall's died. And you say, ah, shit, cancer? No, actually heart attack. We found him sitting dead in his front front yard. The, uh, a giant snake had his weird foot half in his mouth. And you'd lean back and you'd go, ah. Did we always that know? Makes it was sense. Makes sense. Kind it? of. <laughs> no, I would say as big around as a, a garden hose. Okay, okay, so that's Big still snake. a decent-sized snake. Decent-sized snake. I did not get a great look at it, but I tell you this. It was not solid in color. It could have been a copperhead, <laughs> which are, could have been. are uh, for people to poisonous. know, poisonous. It's, they are around here, right? I've seen two yeah, they are. in the entire time I've been living in Birmingham. I've seen two copperheads. Once at this house and once at the house I lived in briefly when I first moved. So, yeah, man. Maybe we need to get you an electric leaf blower. No, what you, and, what uh, I need to get installed is like an ultrasonic fuck-off fence around my house. <laughs> where this shit just does yeah. not come near my house, man. All right? You guys stay out there. Just leave Bill. me alone. Snake punji pit. I was telling Steve this story about the spider, and he was like, oh, man, you should have just gotten Walter or one of the cats and put them in the tub. They would have killed the spider. And I was like, that's really nice that you think these soft-ass motherfuckers that I live with would do that? (laughs) Bruh, one time a praying mantis got in the house, which I'm also terrified of, by the way, and was sitting on the kitchen table. And Walter was also sitting on the kitchen table just staring at it like it was a fucking nature film. Like David Attenborough was going to be narrating this motherfucker. I was like, Walter, take care of this for me, man. I'm terrified of it. And he's like, I don't know, man. I just think it's kind of neat. What is this guy? Observe the mantis as he cleans (laughs) his antennae. (laughs) What did you think of this week's episode of Ahsoka, buddy? Like I said, I thought it was great. I mm-hmm. thought it had a lot of elements that I really dig, really like. I've been looking forward to seeing it in Star Wars for a long time and didn't really get to see till later in the sequel trilogy, uh, like the training of a younger Jedi, like a Padawanish, mm-hmm. you know, some some lightsaber training, some <laughs> some focus your mind, quiet your mind. Um, I 
there was an amazing, amazing starfighter chase slash fight. I like slash getaway from amazing. The moment they get into um that system, right where the the big mm-hmm. hyperspace ring is. Um, from the moment they arrive until they land on the planet, like I liked all that ship stuff. Like I love mm-hmm. Star Wars ship stuff as it is. And I, I really like that now. I mean, obviously we're going to be jumping around. The scene of Ahsoka out on the wing in the anti-gravity stuff in the spacesuit, visually, really? visually a, a little weird in a couple of spots, but that one scene where she did like the flip and, and cut the, the fighter was pretty top notch. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that was really fucking cool to me. Mm-hmm. Like she's deflecting incoming fighter damage, uh, and also disabled a fighter as it made a pass. Like very fucking cool. I, um, I liked it. And another reason I liked it, it is, it is the most, live action version of something they do in the animated shows i feel like all the time if i feel like every time you turn around in clone wars or rebels they're like ah shit we got to go out into space like maybe my favorite episode of rebels the season three finale features mm-hmm. uh an extended scene of ezra on the outside of an imperial ship in a spacesuit, but he's got like the 1950s fishbowl no nice on you know what i'm talking about yeah (laughs) um so when they did it in live action i was like of course they're going outside they love doing this dave filoni loves something about a somebody out in space doing something i mean it's very fitting it's it's cool and it's very fitting um but yeah like especially if that's the established theme effects wise a, a couple a little bit of that sequence was a little weird but otherwise i liked it and I had to watch mine on the small screen, so I saw nothing. I saw no ugliness. Right. You know, like I didn't see any of that. God forbid. Will is like, hey kids, can your dad watch a, a quick episode of his favorite franchise's new TV show? Because I think the, it's not. I don't think there's anything too bad in that for them, right? No, it's no. just they just can't. They you would know, be for like, the, I wish that I could. Yeah, okay, guys, you got your popcorn. Mm-hmm. All right, I love you very much. Shut the fuck up. Just right <laughs> I love you very much, but just shut, shut up. Shut up. The fuck up. We're gonna watch shut Ahsoka. Up. It's it's not even a long episode, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, I just couldn't. I, I've tried before, and uh, they're like back I during the Mandalorian days, and I had to stop. They're like, ah, uh-uh, <laughs> we're not watching this. Uh, uh-uh, put on Godzilla. Daddy, what is this? I really wish you weren't watching this. How much longer does this have? Can I get some water? Can you get me a cup of water? I'm like, okay, well, all right. All right, okay. <laughs> all right we're done here. It's, yeah, <laughs> um, this is done. The Ahsoka ship stuff, I really like that. I think her ship is so fucking cool, man. I love how it can rotate on the axis like that, and they use yeah. that that effect to dodge the turbo laser fire and yeah. shit. I like that. They um, use it to split the starfighters. They use it to get her back in the fucking ship, mm-hmm. you know, once they regain power. Very fucking cool. Very <laughs> cool use of that ship. Um, I can uh, see why Ahsoka likes it. The other thing I like to it. about that uh, that scene in general 
is how everybody changed their roles in the ship, like on the fly. Because, you know, it starts off with Ahsoka flying, Sabine, man in the gun, right? And then Sabine's mm-hmm. flying while Ahsoka's outside. And then Sabine's still flying when she, she picks Ahsoka back up. You know, it changes all around and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, <laughs> there is one part of this episode. And admittedly, this doesn't happen a whole lot with me. I'm pretty forgiving with Star Wars, I've found out, right? But one part did kind of bug me a little bit, and I don't know how I feel about it. I might kind of hate that they did it, to be honest. And it's small, right? Oh, what is it? So I want to preface this by saying, anytime Star Wars wants to do the, oh, you can't see and you have to train, with a lightsaber or a practice sword. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm fine with that. Go back to that bit a million times. I'll always be fine with it. Right. I don't know that it was a hundred percent necessary to have Sabine (laughs) say the exact same line as Luke. I can't even see how am I supposed to fight? Uh huh. And the minute it happened, I I said, it shook me. Will. I was like, that's like that. Is that this... weenie dog meme where he's side cutting his eyes. Like, uh huh. <laughs> you know what it was? I, I, you know what I said, Will? I said, is this what it felt like to be a Raylo at the end of Rise of Skywalker? This shaking. <laughs> I had to pause the episode and compose myself. Not really. Um, <laughs> I don't think that was. We get the we get the reference already, right? Like yeah, right. We like, get it already. already. You don't have to. You're you currently have... executing it visually for me right you don't have to do the second reminder the the yeah, the right. poke in the ribs like hey hey get it it's just like I'm that voice said in the very I'm first doing that movie. scene guys guys get it the exact same phrase i can't even see how am i supposed to fight yeah i, I <clears throat> not my favorite not my favorite moment admittedly small admittedly very small yeah, because uh, otherwise the, I liked the training sequence between her and Sabine. Right. The only other part that was cringe to me is when they, when General Sindula is having the meeting with Mon Mothma and the Council, and they're like, "Oh, be careful, Master Ziona, you know, Senator Ziona is in there," oh. and uh, and then. Oh, I don't God. know. It, she, they says it again. Hello, Mr. Z- Senator Ziono. Oh, and then Mon Motha's like, oh, what do you think, Senator Ziono? I was like, Jesus Christ, I get it. I know, who, I, know trying, I know who you're trying to tell me who this guy is, okay? I get it. Guys, you are, guys you we don't like have resistance. To three times in a row. Yeah. Like, it, I get saying his name once maybe twice but yeah they did keep keep hitting his name and i was like guys i get it i and get plus, it i know who that is I why get it. is I recognize. why is kaz's dad such a, a douche why is he a diggity douche he is no diggity no doubt a douche yeah man oh yeah i i was like wow so we you just, just want more funding for your startup this man they couldn't made one of those other rando uh, senators a douche, you know? Well, what, they were they pretty douchey in their you own could right, still obviously. Have, you could have still had Z- enough. You could have still had Ziono in there, and he could have been like, I don't know, yeah. man. I just like fast ships, bro. And you'd right. be like, oh, he's just like his kid. 
Ooh. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, now, I'll say this. I thought Mary Elizabeth's Winstead? Winstead's performance of Hera in that scene was probably her strongest showing as Hera yet. Like, yeah, I, thought I she would was say really this episode is her. Yeah. Yeah. And then, it's good to see a moment between her and Jason. Oh, you 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 got there, buddy. So fucking funny. Not even meant to be comedic, but soon as that little dude showed up, I laughed because there was so much fucking silly cockadoodie debating about him not having green hair in this show because of that. He totally does. He's, yeah, it's a little more toned down. Thank goodness. Thank I mean, it's goodness. not. If his yeah, ass showed it's not up, pea soup green. It's not neon green. It's not even pea soup. It's it's like he. It's like he. That's puts, what I'm saying. It's like yeah, it's kind of like emerald green, basically. Yeah. But regardless, because you know what happened, right? We talked about it. I'm pretty sure there was a leak of I think it was the ghost Lego set for this show, and, oh, yeah. and there was a a Jason minifigure in there. And people are like, oh, my God, Jason's going to be in there. And I was like, that's cool. And then they were like, he doesn't have green hair. He's got brown hair. Why's the guy? Why's that boy got brown hair? And as soon as he showed up and it just had that little green tint to it, I just laughed. I just laughed. Oh, boy, got green brown hair. I still don't know why if Freddie Prince Jr. has a baby with Hera, the... There's no guarantee Freddie Prince Jr.'s species is Terran. Yeah, oh yeah. Kanan? Kanan? Yeah, is he for real human-human? Yeah. Yeah, he's not some special special alien. Maybe he is. What if Kanan You know, is... like Mandalorians, or, you know, like well, they're... They're, they're human, though. They you know? look... They're human, but they're their own species from Mandalore. No, that that's just that's not a species. That's like a uh, a culture. one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Let's okay. Let's see. I mean, because because it has you know because it is spacefaring. Yeah, yeah, it is. No, but 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 so they're like all there human. wasn't a native Mandalorian ancient no. people that you know came up on mandalore no man it's it's just like it would be like if you said well i mean i know you live in alabama but i live in mississippi we're a different species of human it's just where they live i don't think now i am not i'll tell you this though i am not against the idea that we didn't realize canaan was an alien just from the waist down though right like what if canaan is weird under them pants yeah, what if he's got like a set of ritual tattoos somewhere that makes him some sort of special alien? Or, you know, lizard legs. Like, what if that boy got yeah. reptile? His, his alien chicken was, legs. Yeah, like an actual chicken. Like a like bop, actual bop? Yeah. scaly chicken claw legs. Yeah, man. What if that's what's going on? We don't even know. It's a new alien species that it's like a centaur, except it's half chicken, half man. <laughs> he plucks his feathers. I don't know, man. I don't know anymore, Will. You know, it's. I think it's a way to incorporate part of Hera. 
His hair is green because hair is green. And if you ask yourself, why wouldn't the kid be green, even light green? Well, I, I don't know. Make his hair green. I Let mean, me, we'll we'll make him cane and skin color, and we'll make his hair green. There you go. Mom and dad represented. Does it matter? I guarantee you some bit. stupid conversation like that, you know, in the, yeah. in the writer's room or the animation room. Bro, look at this. <laughs> That Jason Sindula uh, character model from the last episode of Rebels is frightening. It looks like my s sleep paralysis demon. Look at this guy. <laughs> Hold up. Look at him, Will. How do I share? Why can't I ever remember? There we go. Look at him, Will. Odd. You see him? I do see it. It's oh. the space between the eye and the eyebrow. There's like 10 yards. Ooh, are the top of his ears green? I think they're just a light color. Oh, yeah, I was trying to... Is that lighting or the top of his ears? I think the top of that boy's ears might be green. You can't see him in this. He grew his hair out a little since we saw him in that epilogue. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I also think it's fucked up that they didn't want to go help the, the Republic. They're really making the Republic out to be some duty heads post return of the Jedi in a lot yeah. of this stuff. And, um, the bureaucracy is crippling apparently. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the live action purgles? They look great. I, I thought, thought they, they were great. Good. Yeah, man. It makes sense that um, they would find that ancient hyperspace lanes between galaxies would follow the routes that they Purgles yeah. set up. <laughs> so and I that have would, a question. That makes a lot of sense. I have a question about that. Does that mean, like, in ancient Star Wars lore? traveling between galaxies was more common and the knowledge was lost since then it's, and that's why they don't do it, it now it certainly seems like that's what they're introducing at the moment right and then um cuz who right cuz who yang mentions that ancient jedi archives mentioned something about those routes that followed the star mm -hmm. whales um you know, the whole time with the the fighter scene, like the fighting in space scene, and then them flying all through the purgles like that, mm -hmm. the whole time I was just like, wow. Just in, you know, four years or whatever, since we started getting live action Star Wars on Disney, they've really upped the um, space battle budget or techniques mm -hmm. or something. Do you remember that one tiny space battle in the first season of Mandalorian where the other bounty hunter is chasing him? And it like the episode starts with him getting chased by a like a starfighter that he blows yeah. up. Didn't look super great. It got the job done, but it did not look yeah. great. This super shit, basic. This shit looked really good. Effects yeah. wise. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. <laughs> Uh, the design of the the enemy starfighters kind of look like upside down uh, World War One fighter planes. 
See, I th I thought they looked kind of like World War II fighter planes. Maybe World War II fighter planes is what I'm thinking about. But yeah. like propeller craft. Yeah, World War One was like Red Baron type planes, biplanes. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. The, Red Baron. They did, and uh, is it if that was intentional? Is it a bit of an on the nose reference because you know George Lucas used World War II stock footage to show ILM what he was looking for from the effects in A New Hope, right? Right. <laughs> if it, I like it if it is an intentional reference. Intentional otherwise, that's the kind of reference I'm, I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. As opposed to, I can't even see. How am I supposed to fight? Yeah, right. Um, another question for you, buddy. So, all right, it's confirmed, right, that the Eye of Scion or whatever is a giant hyperspace ring. Makes sense because that's is. exactly what it looks like. Right. Do you think the idea is, so do you think there's a additional ship that they're going to slot into that and then take the ship and, and the Eye of Scion to this other galaxy? Or, I don't know. It depends. You if know, they use the, um, the shuttlecraft, Balin, if they're just going to use Balin's shuttlecraft, it, it, the ring may be large enough that it jumps wherever it needs to. But uh, it would be cool if you had another craft dock with that ring. Well, this is what I was going to I didn't see the structure for it at the moment, like you know, like a thing across the middle or anything. Um, well, you, there wasn't really anything in the middle on a Episode 2 hyperspace ring, was there? Like when well, that was kind of where the ship sat. Right, you know, that's what I'm saying. It was in the middle and it was docked to the ring. Yeah, well, this is my question. Do you think this thing is kind of an intergalactic tow truck? Like, are they? is their idea that they're going to take that to this other galaxy and try to, or dock it with Thrawn's Star Destroyer? Because, you know, his, Thrawn, his Star Destroyer disappears with him and Ezra. I forgot about that too, yeah. So you think yeah. they're going to try and, and tow the Chimera back to the regular Star Wars galaxy with that ring? I think Unless they've had they some do. sort of communication, just assuming that it's still in one piece is risky business because it was not in good shape when it got jumped by the Purgles. No, no. Um, oh, yeah, it's it, not. Yeah. It very well could have been salvageable. I don't know, but it was. It had taken <laughs> some lumps in that battle. Oh, sure it did. It sure as hell did. It got attacked by some space wells, buddy. Um, I'm pretty sure the glass was blown out on the front deck. I was like, all y'all are going to die whenever you get to wherever you're going. It's not going to be any oxygen. Um, I was hoping during the whole dogfight scene that old Maroc, is that his, they said his name again in this episode. It's Maroc, right? I need, I don't know. I need to put on the subtitles Mark. to know for sure. Maroc. Well, it's, I know how they spell it. Um, the, oh. the, pronunciation of it is the thing I always fuck up. And I think it's Maroc. Maroc your body till the break of dawn. <laughs> um, well, it's not going to matter for much longer because they're going to unmask him to be Starkiller before long. God will stop it. <laughs> stop it. The, the whole dog fight. Like when that first ship blew up, I was like, ooh, was that Maroc? Did they just kill him? I sure hope so. Just because I don't want to. I can't do that, Will. That will break me. That will break me. That will break me. 
after the snake and spider incident of 2023 then star killer 2023 shit that's it. I, I saw somebody trying to say that it oh it's ezra i was like no fucking way see i like that no theory less like way. i don't like that theory either that so the uh, the, the so most, Ezra's back in this galaxy, and he's just fucking evil, and that's what he's been doing is fucking around. Being so evil. this is the thing, right? I've seen some theories going around because, of course, and honestly, it could just be that he, he, that's who he's just Maroc. He's a, a, a old Inquisitor that's a mercenary now, and like I said, he could just be the bad guy red shirt because they have to have one of these bad guys losing a. a they had one in right. Kenobi. Right, like he was the angry guy. Remember the bad guy Inquisitor? There's the angry, but it wasn't the same guy. No, 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 no. I'm Um, just saying they had like a a a bad guy villain that was against Reva. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so I, I'll be honest, buddy. There's been a lot of articles in the last couple of weeks about that character and and it's like ooh who's he going to be and a lot of them are putting star killer as a possibility on the article and I, every time I go please don't please don't you're uh what you mentioned Ezra some people theorize that I don't like that idea personally I don't yeah. want it to turn out that Ezra's a bad guy now um yeah. and also because another thing I would feel like it's kind of setting up would be like well, then the story is Sabine trying to get Ezra to come back from the dark side. Oh, that'd be that's... a little too obvious. I don't know if I'm really looking for that in this story necessarily. Um, I like the theory that maybe it's Barris Ophi from. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. From the uh, prequels in the Clone Wars, the you know she's the lady that frames Ahsoka, and you ne- we've mm-hmm. never seen her since, right? And when the whole right. concept of the Inquisitors first popped up in Rebels, I saw a lot of people being like, oh, well, I bet you she's an Inquisitor. So it's not an unpopular theory for a while now. It could <clears> be Asajj Ventress. I think she's a nominee Patri Spirit to Sancti by now. Not that that matters. But yeah, Oh, she, I never... I didn't know they officially... Mm-hmm. Yeah, she dies in, a, in that um, Dark Disciple book. The book that's oh, okay. about her and Quinlan Voss. Okay. <laughs> so, buddy, uh, you want to hear from some of our friends? Yes. Okay. Let me play a little music, and I'll get it going. Here we go. Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can crash box Giddy! Cockhead! Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead! He's a big Surian stud! He loves to split chicks with his pud! Giddy! Cockhead! To stroke his cone and suck on his balls! Giddy! Cockhead! What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge! But he'll be plumping spooch tomorrow! Cockhead! Blue Herb! Cockhead! Hansberger! Cockhead! Will Witten! Cockhead! Goose Paint! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! Key and D! Cockhead! Cockhead! 
All right. Um, so if one of you guys listening want to send in a voicemail or email, it's super easy. Just send it to blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it or listen to it. I have a feeling these are all going to be about Ahsoka. If I had to guess, Will, seems like a logical guess. So first up, we're going to hear from the man, the myth, the legend, he of the Lando Quatrain. The man, he holds the Guinness Book of World Record for most Star Wars book read in a single sitting. The king of all toms, King Tom Chansky. Haven't done the full intro in a little while, Will. Yeah, right. Hey there, Hawes and Will. I'm really enjoying the Ahsoka show. I do have a bit of a problem, and it's it's not a problem with the show. It's more of a me problem, and I wanted to see if you guys had this too. Um, you know, I probably first experienced this five years of watching Lost, where I get annoyed when characters I really enjoy make some stupid fucking decisions because, uh, you know, Jack Shepard on Lost, pretty much everything until the last episode or two. Uh, oh, shit. Won't leave any other spoilers, but I am, I am seeing that a lot in... Star Wars, and what you know, two of the big things are are both uh, there are examples of them in the Ahsoka show, even though we've seen them in supporting material, namely books. Um, first off, being Mon Mothma, and the decision to, and this I think this was in one, the Wendig books or one of the other books where she they kind of decimated after the war the the military. You know, they decided all they needed was a very small defense fleet because they thought that the threat was over. And, of course, we all know because you know, we, we, 7, 8, and 9, we all know that leads to is one of the things that leads to the rise of the New Order. And we're seeing it here where these kind of, you know, milquetoast, I think, I don't know what that word means, but I think it's appropriate here. Uh, senators are calling the shots when, yes, military action needs to be taken. Uh, the other decision stupid decision I, characters I like are making here. Um, and I don't know that it, it's happening so much here, but I, it is in some of the books where Luke wants to take the new Jedi kind of down the path of the old. And we don't know fully that that's going on, but it appears Ahsoka's doing a little bit of that, but she's also doing something different. And I, I, I would think, as someone who left the old order because of, you know, their their idiotic ways they're they're sticking to dogma over doing what is right i would think that ahsoka would be the one to say no we're going to do things differently and you know we know she knows luke she's a family friend uh you would think she would tell him look luke this is what you have to do um and yet we haven't seen that as much uh as we have the military decision by the new public but there are things that i think okay maybe ahsoka is going down that road so how do you deal with it when characters you like make stupid decisions um, because I, I do think even though it's something we don't want to see in a way, it kind of makes the stories better because we get the new order in seven, eight, nine, not new order. Fuck me. <laughs> How does First, it feel? Don't worry about me. Anyway, um, yeah, how do you deal with it when characters you like, you like make stupid decisions? Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for the great podcast. And I'll talk to you later. Man, he used a really good fucking uh analogy on me there will did you hear he hit me real close to home 
He's like, mm -hmm. Jack Shepard makes bad decisions through the whole show up mm -hmm. until the end of the show. I said, damn, you got me, King Tom. You got me. How do you deal when characters you really like make stupid decisions? You know what I do, buddy, is I cross my stupid, silly little fucking fi fingers and just keep the faith, bro. Just keep the faith that they're going to do. They're going to pull it out. I was about to say, I kind of like it. Number one, because it's humanizing, mm -hmm. it's relatable, and it's entertaining. You know, a perfect all-knowing character is kind of fucking boring. But somebody that messes up, that can be entertaining. Indiana Jones messes up all the damn time. Yeah. But just carries right along, you know. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> obviously, I would say both examples that he used in Star Wars have very sort of galactic-wide consequences, right? Mm -hmm. You know, part of it, I'm sure part of the reason that that has to, or that they've chosen that to be the story of sort of what happened post Return of the Jedi with the Republic is because, you know, like 30 years later, you, you're going to have a sequel trilogy, right? But, and there's got to be some sort of force in play that can rival that. And, you know, if, if the right. Republic is just the Empire, but they're good guys, meaning the same level of military and shit like that, it's hard to come up with a force that can compete against that. Unless you flip the script and make the Empire like the ragtag group. I don't know. I'm kind of babbling at this point. Not making a whole no. lot of sense. Um, I uh, I like it. I like it when my characters make mistakes. Sometimes rolling a one, yep, can be more entertaining than rolling a natural twenty. Yeah, and I mean, it. I want to, and and the thing about like sort of Mon Mothma dismantling the military post, you know, the defeat of the Empire. It's it's a good way to set up for something like the new or first order. Oh, he got me too, Will. Uh, the mm. first order to come into prominence, but you can't always do that either. So, like, whatever the threat is going to be post Rise of Skywalker, it can't just be. Oh, so they remade. It's the new New Republic, right? They remade the New Republic again. And uh, they were like, yeah, we don't need a military. And then some other fucking group came in and started causing havoc. You can't repeat that all the time. Right? The new republic. Right. Where we're more republic-y than the previous republic. The new, new Sith with, with even more Sith. With even more, 50% extra Sith. <laughs> when I think about a new hope, I mean, that is pretty much a success on a succession of everybody making bad decisions, you know? Yeah. I mean, a lot or of maybe stuff just like, everybody's decisions working out for the worst, like uh breaking bad. One of my favorite shows of all time is the whole show. It could just be called bad decisions. The show, mm -hmm. you know, like <clears throat> I'm trying to think of some other, you know what it was a bad decision, King Tom? And this is me speaking directly to you, buddy. In uh, Fatal Attractions, when 
uh, Colossus decides to leave the X-Men and join the Acolytes with Magneto. That's a bad decision, bro. I get it. I get it. I mean, his sister died. I get it. But bad decision. Colossus didn't like seeing that. <laughs> but He's also a metal man. I mean, like, it's hard to go against the magnetism guy when you're the metal man. Metal, yo, metalhead ass. Um, but in comics, especially in like superhero comics, that sort of thing, you always know it's temporary. Oh, Colossus is a bad guy now. Well, we'll see how long that lasts. He's going to be. A good yeah, guy. right. So sometimes the character making the bad decision pays off. That's what I say. Like cross your fingers and you just wait for it to pay off. Because in my mm -hmm. opinion, the character of Jack Shepard, I'm only speaking about the character, all right? Not the man who played him. The character of Jack Shepard, I feel like being such a fan of that character through the whole series really pays off at the end of that show, right? Mm, yeah. So, even if you do get a, an occasional episode that's like about his tattoo. <clears throat> I, I meant to bring this up earlier, Will. Did you, can you see my screen? I can, yes. This, they updated this on the Star Wars website with all the different eras. I thought this was cool. And it says the eras of Star Wars. And that has them broken down, right? And it has all the stuff, like where yeah, all the different projects where. take place, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, obviously Dawn of the Jedi doesn't have anything in it. It doesn't even have, like, a, a description. But the Old Republic does. And it says the Republic is founded among the worlds of the Galactic Core and the Jedi Order emerged to protect it. A, schiz a schiz schism. A schism within the Jedi leads to the creation of the Sith in this epic era. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, then obviously, you know, the High Republic, and they've got Star Wars, the High Republic, and Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures in there. I assume eventually when Acolyte comes out, you know, it'll be in here as well. Fall of the Jedi with the prequels and, uh, you know, Attack of the Clones. And then it really puts it into perspective of how much they do in this era right here, buddy. Reign of the Empire, original, uh, you know, sort of in between episode three and four. Mm -hmm. Look at all this shit, man. Age Look at Rebellion. That. I like that they have the bit video games in there too, man. You see that? Yeah, yeah. You know what? If they really want to impress me, I want to see a, a fucking logo for each individual comic series and book as well. My goodness. And then, of course, it ends with New Jedi Order, and there's nothing in there yet. But it's pretty exciting to see it all laid out like that. Okay. Let's uh, hear from our buddy Sam. He says, howdy, Halls and Will. All right, why haven't you mentioned that Maroc could just be Luke? Or a Moff Gideon clone. Hell, he could even be a bunch of Grogu clones all standing on each other's shoulders. <laughs> what do you think? Will we see a face reveal or is he a red herring nobody? Thanks for all you fellas do and talk to you soon. Best wishes, Sam. Um, he could be a red herring nobody, but that is not Dave Filoni style. He will surprise me if that's... Well, to be fair... There's an Inquisitor that shows up in one single episode of Rebels and looks just like him, right? That's It's clearly where they got this armor design from, was that character. 
Because you got to assume it's just, you know, normal Inquisitor issue armor, right? But that yeah. guy shows up in one episode, flies around a little bit with his lightsaber, hate it, and then dies. <clears throat> he ends up dying in that episode. So, okay. you know, maybe he wanted to repeat that in live action. The thing is, is I want to like the character. Like, I think the design well, the looks cool. the helmet's really cool. Yeah, I think the design is cool. I think, you know, I thought his fight scene with Ahsoka was cool. But I'm just too nervous that it's fucking the bad Sam. Not our buddy Sam here, but the other Sam. Sam Whitwer. I'm too... I thought, it, I thought he was going to turn out to be a Knight of Ren. And that was just going to be like a little thread woven for the sequel I mean, trilogy. I guess it could. I mean... I There's no heard. way they will. I mean, they don't touch that stuff, but I mean, maybe know. he isn't yet, but maybe he becomes part of it. I don't know, man. The Just, helmet looks a lot like the Knights of Ren. He's obviously an Inquisitor, I guess, right? Or no. killed an Inquisitor to get his lightsaber. No, the the official description of his character on the Star Wars website says he's he, he's a former Inquisitor who is now a mercenary, I believe. Mm. Is the uh why why do they make this stuff so hard to navigate? Starwars.com. That's why Wikipedia is better. Wikipedia, sorry. Is that how you spell his name? Maraki bodies. Try to break it on. Marak. No, I spelled it wrong. Um okay. Once an Inquisitor hunting Jedi for the Empire, the mysterious Marak, Marak, Merrick, Marak. Now works as a mercenary hired by Morgan Elsbeth to carry out dark deeds. Fully encased in battered battle armor, the warrior carries a red double-bladed lightsaber with a circular hilt. So yeah, he wasn't. He's a former Inquisitor. Um, dude, but if he took his helmet off in the last episode and it was Mark Hamill, like weird computer Mark Hamill, and they established that it was Luke. God damn it, Dave Filoni, you got me back. I'm back with you, buddy. <laughs> Love this character. <laughs> Luke. Luke. Oh, God. If that was the answer, do I can't express to you, Will, how much I love that answer more than it being Starkiller. Right? <laughs> I can't. What if they don't call him Luke? What if they call him something like Lucas or, or Luke? They don't have to call him Luke. Yeah, I think it would be best if they did, right? Just because. Why not at this point? But <laughs> if that if it was like, ooh, bad clone of Luke, I like that answer way better than it's Starkiller. I would prefer it's Darth Jar Jar more than if it was <laughs> bad clone of Luke. Bruh, Darth I, Jar Jar as Plagueis. Um, I would prefer it was... Um, Oh no, man! Lars Ulrich from Metallica. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that cool. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it, Lars. Yeah. And he's not that. He's just like, hey, I'm Lars Ulrich from Metallica. And Ahsoka's like, I love that band. And then he starts playing Master of Puppets on a space drum set. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, fuck yeah, cool. 
You wouldn't download a car, would you? I mean, you wouldn't steal. <laughs> you wouldn't send a picture with your booty. <laughs> have you ever seen that, Will? Yes, I have. Dude, it cracks me up. Hold on, I gotta play it at this point. Bet you won't. Uh, you wouldn't send a pic meme. You wouldn't send a booty pic with your panties on and one without them on and three different picture of your booty is any position and a normal pic of your pussy from the front. And Dude, it makes me laugh so hard. Uh, hold on. You want, I know this. I know you like this one. Oh, no, Master Chief, no. Master Chief is down horrendously. Oh my god, dude. I gotta tell you about this. <laughs> oh, I've been no. laughing my ass off all morning thinking about this because it'd just be so fucking hilarious. What if we had sex like we were a boy and a girl, but like we aren't? Oh, Wouldn't no. that be really funny? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Power's too strong. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's too, that's too strong. Dude, I don't know why both of those memes make me laugh as much as they do. It's the fact it's that they're four big guys energy <laughs> to it. Well, it's also that the fact that they're both just long run-on sentences as yeah. well. Um let's let's pull this out of the gutter. Let's hear from fucking a being of pure light, Mr. Utah. Utah. Dougie. Dougie. Haas and Will, this is Dougie. How's it going? I thought I would just call in and um, see if I could invite you guys, get you guys some tickets on the uh, speculation train. First stop, Cockadootyville. Uh -oh. Let's go, guys. Uh-oh. So uh, I've got some, uh, I want to do some percentages. I've never done percentages before. Okay. Oh, I um, like but this. I have some that I've just seen kind of around of my, a couple of my own, and then some from my kids. Um, so the first one would be, what's the percentage that uh, Maroc is Obi-Wan and Satine's child? Oh, <laughs> that's cock duty Oh, my Lord. 10%. They just can't let Obi-Wan's potential busting enough. <laughs> they do not That's... want Obi-Wan to be celibate Man, for some reason. Hey, uh, and I think, hey, Ewan listen, McGregor is too damn handsome, too handsome for people to They're like, There's no way. conceive that he just he didn't. There's no right? way. Like, there's no way he didn't make sweet love to that cool cartoon lady. There's, There's absolutely no, no way. way. And Man. her name was Satine, and that love defies any explanation. Oh, my goodness, man. They said, I'm telling you, I will probably be long in the dirt before the Obi-Wan had a kid with Satine theory stopped. Because that was one for Ray back in the day, too. Yeah, that was kind of what I was leaning to. I thought Ray was going to be a Kenobi. Yeah. Um, okay. Let, so I'm going to say zero on that one, Will. What about you? Mm. Zero percent. For, I guess I missed it. What? 
with Maroc being uh, Satine and Obi Wan's. Oh, I said ten percent. Ten percent. Oh, damn. Yeah, ten percent. Will's got that dog in him. Yeah, <laughs> a crazy bit. Corky. All right. Next mm. one is that um, they're building that giant hyperspace ring, and they're not going to take a ship with them, but they're actually going to go and get the ship that Thrawn and Ezra were on to return. Someone else had this you idea as well. dirty dog. Bro. <laughs> Bro. You know who's got that dog in them now. Yeah, right. What the dog doing? <clears throat> I say 70%. Yeah, yeah. There's a, yeah. It's, yeah, um, 60 and then the other one is that Merrick is Cal Kestis. Oh, cockadoo. Better not be. Better not be. My name's Turgle and I'm a frog. No. What if it's Turgle? No, I said, now that I'm, if the, if he pulled that helmet off <laughs> and there was nothing under the helmet because it's just Turgle with a helmet on top of his head <laughs> to make himself look taller. <laughs> and, you know, it's like one of those costumes where the person's face is actually like in the chest of the yeah, creature yeah. they're costuming as. If yeah. that turned out to be the answer, you, I will, like, I, there's <laughs> nothing that Star Wars could ever do wrong in the future. <laughs> the, the, the next season of fucking Mandalorian season four could open with them brutally beating Boba Fett to death unceremoniously, and I'd be like, "No, Star Wars is boo. cooking lately." No. What the fuck, Richard? I'm gonna say zero. It would bring him doesn't. one step closer to being Turgle on a Purgle if he was in this <laughs> it sure show. Would. It sure as fuck would. Um, I'm gonna say zero percent that it's Cal Kestis. Yeah. I think yeah, it's zero. very. I think it's very possible that we could see that character in live action sometime. Yeah. I think it should be after they do the third game, right? Like, let let Respawn tell Cal Kestis's story as they want to tell it, and then if he's still around after that or there's opportunities to work him into other stuff, then go for it. I um, think it'd be cool to put him in the Ahsoka show and then give Quinlan Voss a show, put him in the Quinlan Voss show. Jesus. What? <sighs> Sal, do you hear what Will just said? I think we all Got agree. You, man. I think we all agree. Got you, man. <gasps> Shit, I closed the voicemail. Hold on. Haas and Will, giant hyperspace ring, and they're not going to turn. Um, and then the other one is that Merrick is Cal Kestis. Oh, duty. The other one is that Shin Hati is Omega. No, See, she sure ditched her accent. Well, it's been a little while, you know. She lived uh, on a planet that didn't have the same accent. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, stranger things have happened because in the same damn show, Hera was French. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll say this. I wish I would stop saying I'll say this. Um. I'll tell you this for free. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'll tell you something. You know what I mean, huh? Uh, what I'll say is <laughs> stupid. Um, same thing that I feel about Cal Kestis apl applies to Omega. 
let the Bad Batch team finish their story before we start looking into putting Omega and other stuff, right? Well, two two characters who fall to the dark side, I am not interested in seeing. Okay. Well, who's not. the second one? Cal Kestis and Omega. I oh, do not want to see. see either of them fall to the I dark see. Side. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Oh, all right. The other one is maybe um, Yoda is from that other universe, and that's why we don't see many of his species. Um, but maybe there will be a planet full of Yodas. Ooh. Now, that's a little more fascinating to me. Yeah, don't like it. You don't like it that Yoda's Instant species... Instant rejection. No, I don't like it. Why? <coughs> because... I feel like the long-lifed nature of his species is probably what makes him so rare. Um, I don't mind there being a planet of Yoda's, like, but... I don't think we'll... I'm not saying we'll... Rare because they're in the other galaxy is not... I don't, I don't like that part. I do. Uh, now, I also <laughs> am not a huge fan of the idea of seeing a whole planet of Yoda's, though. Right? But I like the idea that, like, we've only seen three of these guys because they're not from this galaxy and would explain why they don't even know what, like, alien species they are. Right? I wonder, mm. oh, dude, do you think the Wills, you think they're going to go to this other galaxy and they're going to, be like, who are these guys? We're the Wills. You remember mm -hmm. the Wills? Yeah, Jeez. the diary. Like, all of Star Wars is basically the diary the of, Journal the Wills. of the Wills. Journal of the Wills. I don't like that, though. I just I just said something I don't like. Let's hear from Dougie some more. Uh, last one percentage would be um, they make it out to the unknown, uh, the area, I guess, the new universe. Um, find Thrawn, and it happens to be the Rebel Moon Snyderverse. Ho, 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 ho! Choo-choo! All aboard! Get out. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <sighs> I hate that theory. <laughs> I would rather Starkiller be in the show. I hate that theory. I don't like that theory one bit. His name is Galen Merrick in uh Yeah in the Force Unleashed. But so if he was walking around in the show and they were calling him Merrick, I would be more worried. Maroc. Maroc. They like they're like putting they're putting a different stank on it on purpose because they don't want people to think it's him. Unless Merrick is dead, I am Maroc. <laughs> Hello there, Haas oh, and Will. Shit. I didn't introduce this one. Will, can you hear the Discord sound effects I'm playing? I sure can. Oh, dude, I didn't even know. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So you can hear this? Oh, yeah. I can sure hear that. Shoosh. What That's about... Radiant flatulence. What about... Uh, what happened? Yep. Or... Um, Penis. Wiener. Wiener. Penis, yeah. Penis. You can hear that? Oh yeah. Huh. What about uh not 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 You can yep. hear them all. Yep. Yeah. I can. Let's hear it. You know what we should hear? A voicemail from our buddy Josh. Yeah, I got a sound. Well, let's listen to our buddy Josh. He'll class this join up. 
Hello there, Haws and Will. This is your buddy Josh Wright. Um, I don't have a nickname. I don't have a bit. I don't have a character. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. And I have a couple questions for you he guys. He said the thing! Uh, number one, uh, loving Ahsoka so far. Um, one of the things I've been wondering about is uh, Balin. Is that Ray Stevenson's character? Uh-huh. Um, I think that's his name. Um what his goals are with all this. Um, I remember he was talking to his apprentice Shin and he said something about um, how they're going to gain power, enormous power makes me wonder if they're not just working for Morgan, but that Balin has a plan to get rid of Morgan uh, once they find Thrawn and Balin anoint himself as the new emperor of the galaxy and oh. and with the help of Thrawn reconquer and reestablish the empire uh, with him at the head. What do you think about that? Do you think that's what he's going for? Um, and number two, just some cockadoody speculating. I liked all your speculating about the uh, possibilities in the uh, Star Wars Galaxy 2.0. Um I like the idea of the X-Men and, you know, Planet of the Apes uh, being there, you know, endless possibilities. One thing I wondered, though, is after all these years, we still don't know Yodas and Yaddles and Grogu's species Uh-oh. or their home planet. My what do you think about the possibility that there's a Yoda planet in Galaxy 2.0 and maybe every few decades or so or centuries the Yodas find a promising youngster, kick him through the portal so that the Jedi can, can uh, raise her or him or uh, they up to be a powerful Jedi and leader and whatnot. Uh, what do you think about that possibility? Um, again, of course, it's just, you know, some good old cockadoody speculating, but eh, just want to know what you guys thought. Anyway, love the pod. Um, Haas, I've really loved the Rebels rewatch. Thank you, buddy. Uh, stuff. Um, you always have some cool things to say, um, cool insights about the episodes, uh, even if I don't always agree with you about which ones are good and which ones are not, but that's okay. Uh-oh. That's okay. Peace and love. May the Force be with you. Bye. Did the end of that voicemail sound just a tiny bit threatening you to you, Will? Yeah, okay. you can't can't win them all yeah man um i was not expecting him to in the very next voicemail double down on the yoda from the other galaxy i did not see that coming it's impressive i think i think josh and and king tom have a fucking portal to the world between worlds they know things you know what I mean? They're, uh, you know, they just up scrying that orb, contemplating the orb. Who up late contemplating they orb? Josh Wright and, and King Tom. <laughs> King Tom. That's who. Um, now, I don't necessarily would think that Balin's plan would be to, like, you know, install himself as the new emperor, right? I do kind of wonder, so when 
he and Shin are talking. He's talking about like this other galaxy, right? And he said it's going to be a new beginning for some people or it has the potential to be a new beginning. And then he says something like more power than you could possibly imagine, right? Right. So could it be that maybe... There may be some aspect of the fairy tale we don't know that he... Right, about some the fantastic power has been alluded to per per uh whatever this mystical land they call it per yeah, the mega path to path to path to pp mega doo per path to pp poo poo ah body humor never gets old um and part of me kind of wonders like does he just want to go fuck off in this other galaxy and like he's like man they're just they're always doing fucked up shit to force users and shit here i just want to go on a vacation does he is he is he looking at it like he's uh gonna retire i, I think his era? motivation is i get money right um and if you know if they if this black market syndicate is the only means of conveyance between a new galaxy like talk about the exclusivity of money you could draw from being the only transit between you know one place. Yeah, I just feel like there's something else going on, right? His motivations in this, besides being a merc for hire, are still unclear to me, right? Like the way he plays his character very well is sort of mysterious in that way. Um, well, and something we know he's clearly established a following. He has multiple pupils slash henchmen, you know. Yeah, I think uh, I, I would definitely say Shin is. I think the other guy is just a guy. <laughs> Marak, please He's just, just a, a Just a suit. Yeah. I just be, please be. I, I can't tell you the last time I've watched a show and just the whole time being like, I sure hope they kill this character this episode. Just because I don't want it to be Star Killer, please. I don't. can tell you the last time when it's that dude from uh, what uh, dude from Mandalorian in the episode with Boba Fett Spurs. Oh, oh, Oro Calican. Oh boy, Will, you just opened up a can of worms. <laughs> uh oh, just steal. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. That's Will. We'll say it again. <laughs> say it. This is Hall's, uh, Will, say R.I.P. R.I.P. Toro Calican. Say it again. <laughs> I want to R.I.P. R.I.P. my man. Man. Um, yeah, I did want that dude to die. Peace and love. But you're not wrong. But not as much as I want this guy to die. <laughs> I'm petty as fuck, Will. I do not want that to be that star killer guy. I mean, it could just be a red shirt. You know, Bro, it could, what if it's you don't want to kill the apprentice? You didn't want to kill Stevenson or the apprentice, so you killed, you know, right? Defeat the red shirt at the end of this season. Um, you know what I'm looking forward to is seeing um, Balin fight or like lightsaber duel. Because we haven't really yeah. gotten to see that yet. I'm, I'm looking forward yeah, to Yeah, we've him. seen him Darth Vader, but we haven't seen yeah. him fight a worthy opponent. I bet you that's coming in the next episode. Man, he can Vader like a motherfucker, though. He sure can. He sure enough can. 
He's a straight up unit in that cloak, man. Yeah, he is. I'm going to start dyeing my beard and my hair gray. I don't even have to. It's it's happening on its own. He's a mountain of a man. The fucking Punisher. I, I still can't get... The, I, I think there's something more going on with his motivations besides money. I just don't know what it is. I mean, I agree. I, you know... I don't know. He's either hunting some mystical power or he thinks controlling travel back and forth from the other galaxy is power or he thinks he can get power from Thrawn. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> I just is the question I have, right, is so post Order 66, obviously he goes into hiding and he becomes a mercenary at some point, right? But nothing about him leads us to believe at all that at any point he served the Empire or worked with the Empire. So now what, what is his motivation to now work with the Empire? I don't know. Maybe to secure status within the next order, mm -hmm. the next Empire. Yeah, maybe he thinks, yeah, you know what that could be is maybe he's just hedging his bets. He thinks they're going to win. And he's like, look, I don't want to. Thrawn's going to need warlords. Yeah. You know. I can rule a star system. Me and my crew can have power over the galaxy. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, next week we're halfway through this series already. It's eight episodes, so next week is the halfway point. They got to start giving a little bit of answers about that boy. You got to let us know a little something. Like say, oh, blue boy. Oh, big boy. Oh, oh big boy blue. I still kind of feel like, and I could be completely wrong, that um, it's going to be towards the very end when uh, we see Thrawn. I bet you he's not in this season a ton. <laughs> he, may, uh, he may show up as soon as the good guys resolve whatever the big mm -hmm. problem is of this season. Like, the second they get that accomplished, boom. Yeah. Drawn. Drawn's back. All right. I mean, I know we saw one glimpse of him in the trailer. That's I, I want to see the dude in action a little bit because it could look weird. It looked all right in the trailer. The guy is Thrawn, but yeah. I've always been like, man, he's so blue. My question is, do you think they will stow away? Do you think Ahsoka and Sabine will stow away on the jump to the other galaxy aboard the Scion? I'll be honest with you, buddy. That's pretty Star Wars. Right? Yeah. Because it's not like they're going to be able to whip together a ship of that size, of that power. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that is possible. I think that's a good. I think that's a good theory. They'll sneak on or something, make the jump. We'll get to see this new galaxy. What's this new galaxy doing, huh? Maybe it's <laughs> um. Maybe Thrawn has enslaved a core a portion of it. Oh, you can't imagine he just showed up and was like a good guy. 
in yeah. the main galaxy. Like, hey, everybody he didn't set from up like Swiss Family Robinson. No, no, he's probably doing something fucked up over there, for sure. He didn't just show up and start building, you know, low incoming how income housing on different planets and become like a establish an enforcer faction, collect <laughs> protection money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. He's got a bunch of stormtroopers. Well, he's got at least some stormtroopers, probably some TIE fighters, busted up Star <clears throat> Destroyer. He got a whole galaxy to recruit from. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. Or, uh, not recruit, but, uh, terrorize. Conscript. Yeah. <laughs> all right, buddy. So I think that'll be it. That's, uh, that's all our voicemails or emails for this week. So why don't we wrap this one up? All right. Thanks for recording with me early, buddy. I appreciate it. Dude, thank you for recording with me. I love uh, I love our Star Wars discussions. Man. And all our other discussions. The, they just need to get the reveal of who that dude is, if it, it even is somebody. They need to... They need My to, man needs to sleep at night, guys. Yeah, man. My I'm man just, needs to sleep. I'll be sweating. Talking about Force Unleashed 2. <laughs> In my sleep. I got the wit were chills. I got the wit were chills. <laughs> Um, so what you guys should do is leave us a review. If you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Speaking of that, you should check out me and our buddy Steve on our video game podcast, High Potion. Episodes come out every Monday. And we'll see you next week. Please don't let it be Starkiller. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest. I'm Hals Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. It's totally him. May the Force be no, with you. No, it is not. May the Force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>